Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, December 28th. Stranded travelers could be stuck in San Diego through New Year's. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. A policy that allowed the U.S. to turn away most asylum seekers at the border during the pandemic lockdown will remain in effect. Yesterday, the Supreme Court granted a request by 19 Republican-led states to keep Title 42 in place for now to prevent a surge of migrants from entering the country. Title 42 was scheduled to end December 21st after a federal judge ruled it was unlawful. The Supreme Court will hear arguments in February about whether those GOP states can challenge that ruling. Border Patrol agents dumped migrants who were able to cross the border last week at bus stations around the county. Once released from custody, migrants are usually dropped off at local shelters, where people can help them get to their final destinations around the country. But the shelters are full. Kate Morrissey of the San Diego Union-Tribune reports that it's partly because of problems at the airport. Because of some of those flight cancellations and delays, the shelters were not able to move people on as quickly as they normally do. And so because people were staying in the shelter longer, those those spaces weren't opening up for new arrivals. Both San Diego City and county leaders have asked the federal government for resources to help newly arrived migrants. President Biden signed a bill yesterday that officially renames the post office in Rolando. It will now be known as the Susan A. Davis Post Office in honor of the long-serving representative from San Diego. Davis served in the House for 20 years. She was first elected in 2001 and left office last year. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. Travelers could be stranded in San Diego until New Year's Day due to problems at Southwest Airlines. The company has canceled hundreds of flights out of Southern California, blaming bad weather and staffing issues. Passengers report the airline is offering a one-day hotel voucher and $14 for food. KPBS reporter Gustavo Solis spoke with one passenger who could lose his job. Angel Garcia was supposed to be back home in Austin, Texas on Christmas Day. For the past two days, I've only had one food voucher for $14. And so I've been trying to stretch that out. I'm hungry. I have no more leftover money. Southwest Airlines gave Garcia a hotel voucher for one day. 
He spent another night sleeping in a car and another night in the airport. He doesn't have any more paid time off and he's worried about getting fired. I think I probably am probably going to lose my job over this. I'm a maintenance technician and so it's not just my job, it's my living situation. So I, I work at the apartments that I live at. And so if I lose my job, I lose my living situation in three days. Southwest Airlines staff at the airport told KPBS that there probably won't be any more tickets out of San Diego until after New Year's Eve. Some stranded passengers tried to rent cars to drive home, but they said most rentals are already booked. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. The weather in San Diego is predicted to take a turn. Rain is in the forecast and today's showers are expected to continue on and off through the week. And while most of that rain will end up as runoff, some residents are putting it to use. Here's KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne with more. When rain is in the forecast, Encinitas resident Robin Reed Anderson looks forward to it. She has four barrels on her property that collect rainwater. It's great for soaking. Um, I water my fruit trees with it. With a one-acre property, Reed Anderson says any bit of water helps with maintaining her garden. It keeps um, the runoff from going in, being wasted and going into the ocean with, you know, pet waste or oil. But for my roof, it's perfect because I just use it. She purchased the barrels from the Solana Center for Environmental Innovation in Encinitas. They try to mobilize the community to tackle the region's environmental issues. Each barrel is $95 and rebates are available. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. San Diego researchers working to stave off the worst impacts of global warming are looking for answers in the region's wetlands. In this story from April, KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson says cattails could be part of the answer. San Diego's Batiquitos Lagoon sits right beside one of the region's busiest highways, Interstate 5. But it's the gently swaying stalks of cattails that have captured the interest of two researchers at the Salk Institute for Biological Studies. So you can see how hard it is to dig out. That's why it, it really holds the sediment extremely well. Joseph Noel watches his colleague Todd Michael use a small hand shovel to cut into the dirt around the base of a cattail stem. Michael lifts up a newly liberated plant. This is an example, it's still alive, so you can see a new shoot is forming. The plant's roots are coated in a sticky black mud. The rich, wet dirt is created by the constant push and pull of this coastal wetland environment. Michael says saltwater regularly flows into the estuary, pushing back and even killing the freshwater cattails. The ones that replace them grow over the dead, and that creates the sediment. So this is the rhizome. Uh, it's hard to see because it's all muddy. The rhizome is an underground stem that grows sideways, much like the roots of grass found in Southern California yards but it's not what Noel is interested in. Turns out that wetland plants, plants that have wet feet, either like this or even fully submerged, they make a lot of subarin, particularly in their roots. And subarin has the salt team's attention. Subarin is a waxy layer covering small root structures. It helps cattails regulate water. They can block the salt water and allow fresh water in. Michael says the subarin covered appendages are full of carbon molecules. Plants are naturally carbon accumulating um, machines, right? They suck carbon dioxide out of the air. All this right here is 
you know, all this biomass is basically just carbon. And the carbon molecules in Subarin don't break down when the plant dies. Noel says the carbon lingers in the mucky sediment. You can almost see it. It's all, all the, it's very dark and black, so it's full of carbon. In fact, I bet if you dug down, you know, up to 10 feet below this, depending on how long this existed, it would be a huge amount of carbon that's stored. Noel and Michael have sequenced the cattail genome, and they hope to transfer that plant's ability to make Subarin into crop plants like corn and sorghum. With these new gene editing technologies, we really think we're going to be able to go into these crop plants and tweak them, and so the roots will have more of this substance. The impact could be huge. Crop plants with the modified roots could pull as much as a quarter of the planet's excess carbon out of the air. That's enough to have a real impact on climate change. This is a key part of the Salk Institute's Harnessing Plants initiative, and Michael says cattails or typha have other traits that could make plants more resilient. Each cattail makes 300,000 plus seeds. And if you've ever seen a cattail release its seeds, it looks like snow. And all of those seeds have the potential to be a new, um, a new stand of typho. But the habitat that is so efficient at storing carbon has been under assault for decades. Darren Smith is a senior environmental scientist with the California State Parks. He says urbanization has eliminated 90% of the state's coastal wetlands. There's, there's been a big change with people. You know, I think wetlands were something almost like an oasis early on in California where you just didn't run into fresh water very often. And those same wetlands that are giving researchers hope about slowing climate change are under a lot of stress. Smith says people are making it hard for the habitat to adapt. You know, we built right up to them. We built the watersheds and we built right up to the edges of them. And so for them to, to do what they do, to you know, retreat or for the water to back up and form new vegetated wetlands further upstream, there's just got to be the space to do it. Researchers say giving the habitat space allows scientists extra time to find other plant traits that could play a role in reducing the speed of climate change. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, Petco Park is set to host its first football game. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hey, 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 this is Parker Edison, host of the Parker Edison Project on KPBS. The cool thing about joining KPBS is you make one simple donation, and that money ripples into supporting everything else you see and hear on KPBS, including podcasts like this one you're listening to right now, making a place for fresh voices and perspectives to be heard. And that's music to my ears. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click that blue Give Now button, and donate what you can, all right? Thanks.
San Diego will be abuzz with Holiday Bowl events today, including the Holiday Bowl Parade, which will have some new scenery this year. The parade route is moving closer to the gas lamp starting at Petco Park and traveling west before ending at Pacific Highway. The start time is 10 a.m., but crowds are expected to start gathering much earlier. The Holiday Bowl took a two-year hiatus for COVID, but it's back and in a new venue. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado says today's college football showdown between Oregon and North Carolina will be played in a transformed Petco Park. Petco Park is ready for some football. Wednesday's game will be the first time football teams play in San Diego's baseball stadium. This is going to be one event that people who are here will probably never forget it. Mark Neville is the Holiday Bowl CEO. He says the nonprofit that has put on the game for more than 40 years has been hurt by going without it since 2019. For those last two years that we didn't play it, we lost over $3 million. And as a nonprofit, that bites. You know, we want to be a, a huge contributor to the San Diego economy. We have done that for 43 years, over a billion dollars in economic impact in that time. And hey, we're back. Neville says the Holiday Bowl has a contract to stay at Petco Park for years to come. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day.